everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everyone. Big Dave and Joe here as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line. The World Series of Poker Online series continues, but not smoothly, I must say. <laughs> as, uh, the GG Poker uh, portion started on Sunday. Yesterday here as we do the show on Monday. On uh, July the 19th was the first slated game uh, tournaments. There was actually three tournaments set, including a charity event to benefit uh, COVID-19 relief. And uh, the first tournament was a rather small field that got done early. No problems getting through that one. But one of the tournaments was a $100 buy-in with a $2 million guarantee. Pretty unbelievable. Uh, 29,000 entries in that one. Uh, it was a couple multi-starting uh, days, and uh, they were playing on day two on Sunday started the day, I guess, with about uh, 5,900 and got down to 3,600. And all of a sudden, GG Poker crashed. Wow. Tournament uh, had to be postponed. They were unable to get it going again. So they postponed it until next weekend. We'll give you all the details on that. There was also the charity event, uh, which was called the Everyone for COVID Relief. That was a $1,111 buy-in that had, uh, let's see, how many players? They had 1,598 players in that field, and they were only down to 1,400 when uh, that one froze as well. Uh, So they postponed both these tournaments the next week. The opener, which is uh, the 29,000-player field, um, down to 3,690 players. Tata 1407 from Argentina leading that field, and they will start again next week. The charity event uh, was being led by Jack Chan from the Philippines. Uh, They raised $177,378 for COVID-19 relief, and because of the inconvenience of putting this off for another week with this uh, bug in their system, they will double the amount of uh, money donated. Wow, that's excellent news. That's a nice way. In fact, uh, the first thing I read was uh, the future of online tournaments and GG Poker in particular will be measured by how they deal with this thing. So that's a good start, I would say. Um, they also did a real nice thing for the players in the, in the opener. The players that were left, the 3690 will each be compensated $100 in tournament dollars that could be used for future GG Poker tournaments. Also a very nice thing to do. Some people suggested they should just give the people their choice if they wanted their money refunded or not. But that would lead to people with short stacks just uh, buying out uh, for convenience. Absolutely. But, um, again, for some of those, are they doing a 10% field uh, for, the, payouts? for the payouts? Yeah, I'm not sure. They, I, I don't think they were in the money yet. So, but, you know, you might be right. It could have been getting close. Yeah, exactly. So, um and again, um, you know, this could have been obviously a server problem over there. 
Well, here's um, what here's what they said caused it. They say the bug was caused by an overwhelming number of players joining the opener and other side events. The tournament servers were unable to resume due to high loads. Uh, we will increase more capacity. We just doubled it right now to make sure future events run smoothly. So uh, basically, the system was just overwhelmed. But it also, uh, they were hit with a DDoS attack later on in the night. So this is something you suggested to me on the phone that, that you'd seen happen in the past with online sites, that once they got some kind of big event, they were uh, hacked by uh, technical people and uh, basically – Strung over the barrel. Uh, yeah, I saw a lot of this, especially way back in 2003 and 2004, Dave, uh, when I was associated with some people offline and um, uh, uh, online. And um, the, the hackers always, always put up a something for these people. And I'm talking about some of the biggest sports books in the world, some of the you know, the, the poker sites were just really getting started back then. So right, they targeted right. they targeted the big uh, sports books um, places, especially around start of football season, March Madness, the Super Bowl, you know, big events that they knew that they would, you know, really hurt them economically if their, if their site was down. And I know for a fact that a bunch of a bunch of the smaller people wound up paying them off. The bigger people just started hiring a lot, much a lot better <laughs> IT people that knew how to fend them off. But uh, you know, I I believe that once online started, online poker started going crazy. Those those were hit too. So you can imagine this was ripe for for the picking right now. You know, uh, GG Poker, um, and and I'm sure I don't even know what their numbers were as far as whatever their their all-time high was prior to to this but um the other reason is the one that they mentioned um which is not having enough servers like being completely overwhelmed by how many people have logged into your site and that was a problem many years ago also for some of the sites you know they never anticipated the (laughs) the popularity and the amount of people that were would enter poker tournaments and um you know, that's the excuse that they're giving from what I heard you say now. Um, but, you know, those are two, uh, you know, very uh, liable reasons for, <laughs> for for this thing going down that way. It is a shame that it would happen and no one anticipated that they would get these amount of people, you know, into a tournament and that their servers could be overwhelmed. Well, supposedly there were two separate incidents during the day that caused this delay. Uh, And it was basically what they called a service bottleneck, just an influx of players and observers, which is probably another problem that uh, they had people just tuning in to kind of watch the tournament. Uh, So they they went to fix it. And then later on, they had this DDoS attack. Now, if you don't know what that is and, and I'm not a real technical person, but it's called a distributed denial of service attack. Uh, many of the other online card rooms like America's Card Room, Poker Stars, Party Poker have all been victims of this in the past. When they are intentionally overwhelmed with Internet traffic, 
It's a malicious attempt usually to disrupt the normal traffic. So it's a basically it's just a traffic jam clogging up the Internet highway and uh, having many people get bounced out. So this is what happened all day uh, yesterday. Of course, uh, they're ahead of us in time. So uh, the first one happened probably in our morning period. And then later in the day, this DDoS attack came on later on. So. Uh, who knows where this is coming from? It could be a lot of different places, but people trying to make a point. But as I mentioned, uh, all the players that were left in the tournament, 3,684 players, each receive $100 in tournament buy-ins. Now, there was some funny tweets on there. Max Silver, a uh, regular player, he says, uh, you know, he didn't think this was a good thing. He didn't really think it was a fair uh, uh, re- resolving of the of the problem because he said, uh, let's see, his exact line was, uh, I don't think this is a fair solution. I have prior commitments next Sunday, and you need to give an option to get your money back, not just future tournaments. And he says, kind of funny line, he says, by prior commitments, I mean putting my young children to bed before I play poker. If you can arrange child care, then we'll call it quits. Yeah, that's understandable, Dave, but, you know, we've seen – We've seen tournaments, uh, as they say, uh, the act of God. We've seen live tournaments in, in brick-and-mortar casinos get postponed. And uh, remember, I can't remember the place. I think it was in California, that, that, which was disgraceful. They kind of delayed and added extra days because they didn't yeah. get anywhere near the guarantee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, remember you that. Know, it really sucks. Trust me, I know it sucks because it's happened to me and people that I know that played online tournaments and – what sucks even more is once it went down, I guarantee you those 3,600 people flooded the phone lines, uh, you know, stayed up because they didn't want to be chipped out. You know, the, that to me is the more frustrating part. But, yeah. if the buy-in, but if the buy-in was $100 in cash and they're getting $100 in tournament, you know, yes, I grant that. I understand that. It's kind but, of a free uh, roll. It's kind of like a free roll. Exactly. You know, but um, – once again, the frustration level is what sets in for these players. But, you know, for that prize money, guarantee you that 98%, 99% of these people are going to figure out a way to be on there. Uh, I don't know what first place is in that tournament or what the top final table is, but if it was what they hit, like $2.9 million in uh, – Yeah, was $2.9 that the final? Million, yes. $2.9 million. So, I mean, even if they paid – 20% of the people, you'd still de- make money. So, and if they're paying 15%, they're very close to that number right now. They're very close to that number right now. So, uh, again, I know it's frustrating because you, people do have a life and have to do something else, but that's part of that's part of doing stuff online. It's, it's happened to people in the past. Not so much, um, what was I going to say, not so much where it's going to be delayed a whole week. But, you know, it is what it is, and you got to just live with it. Imagine if this was a $10,000 buy-in or a thousand, even a $1,000 buy-in. <laughs> the screaming would be that much higher. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can see what the prize pool is. Uh, total prize pool uh, is $2.571 million. I uh, don't know what first is. How would you figure, uh, based on that, what what first would be? Um, <laughs> two point. What was it? Two point seven. Two point five seven. Two point five seven. All right. So let's just say two and a half million. 
Oh my God. I would probably imagine first place has got to be quarter of a million, maybe. Okay. I, you know, just, just to, to just hitting a, a number off the top of my head. Uh, if they're paying 15, uh, you know, 15% of the field, it, it could even be $150,000 for a hundred dollar buy-in. That's just incredible money. It's funny. Um, they said they have a note here on the poker reporting action to resume in five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't know right away. Uh, then they had a th- the, said there would be a delay of 30 minutes and they were supposed to get back uh, at five o'clock <clears throat> Eastern time yesterday. So uh, that's exactly how that's been my experience. Yeah, you immediately start calling and it's a high volume of calls, you know, similar to our unemployment things right now. But uh, people are just, you know, frustrated as hell. And then you start seeing some chats. It was the the, the, uh, the server would be down so you couldn't play, but you could still chat with some of the players on the table. And, you know, you start seeing things like at the very beginning, first maybe 20 minutes to half hour. Hey, is anybody else, you know, knocked out? Anybody else down after two hours is what the F is wrong with this place? I got to, <laughs> you know, the niceties exactly. go out. The niceties go out the window uh, after about an hour or so. So, well, last week we laughed about, you know, identifying who these players are and they're playing with their online names. Now, later after the tournament's over, they get all the information and they really usually report on exactly who the player was. But uh, I mentioned the leader, Tata1407. And then just looking down at these other players, uh, you got uh, Hello Romeo Libo, you got Motem Jolo, El Custodito, uh, <laughs> Cow Baby, Sick Papa, Red Pants, and Why Not Chili. Those are the those are the chip some of the chip leaders. Wow. And this this is the tournament that it but uh, American players uh, Supposedly not. Can, not get in. Uh, <laughs> Supposedly exactly. not. We're never really sure. But anyway, chip leader has 1.968 million. Second place, 1.883, and on down the way. Anyway, 3,600 and 84 players. They'll resume next weekend, uh, next Sunday at uh, 18:30 UTC, which I guess is 6:30 European time. Uh, would be about one thirty our time, probably. Is this GG Poker, Dave? Excuse me to interrupt. Yes, it is. is yes, GG's at a man of Isle? Is that is that yes, where they're? I believe so. Uh, I know. I know Degranu is one of their spokespersons. Okay. And event thirty three will resume at six o'clock UTC. So that's uh, those are the two events that have been uh, uh, not canceled but postponed. So. Uh, you kind of, when you look back, you think, why didn't I, why didn't I predict this was going to happen? You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, again, um, this was, when did this tournament start? Cause you said there was a lot of flights to get in. I guess they started on Saturday, probably on Saturday and today is Monday. Yeah. that They just got overwhelmed too quickly for them to be able to get enough servers in there to right. keep this thing going. I mean, I, you know, listen, me compared to you in IT is like me just barely, you know, being able to to stand erect here, you know, as far yeah, as the caveman exactly. thing goes. But when I was in, in, in Costa Rica, worked with these people, um, even we had some issues with it 
we, we got a lot more people with a, with a new site that, that was being put up at that time. And the server room was, you know, for me, I'm looking, he goes, what are they? He goes, these are, every one is a different server that can handle, I think it was, you know, a thousand players and a thousand players. So you can imagine how many you need to, to properly function and have this in as close to real time as possible. So um, you're right. This, this is something that they should have really thought about and just, you know, thrown caution to the wind and said, hey, let's have more servers than we need just in case. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, the, the World Series of Poker out of uh, Vegas, uh, WSOP.com, also continuing with one tournament a day. Uh, they finished a couple more tournaments since last week. Event 19 was a... Uh, $400 buy-in, no limit hold'em, won by New Jersey native Kenny Wynn. Uh, Canadian Scott Hempel picked up a tournament bracelet in the Turbo Deep Stack. Pat Lyons was a winner in the uh, $777 event. So uh, those are three different tournaments that uh, were completed last week. Uh, in the Pat Lyons tournament, kind of interesting, he won – uh, the Legends of Poker tournament on the World Poker Tour back in 2016, and he wins the tournament. Uh, also at that final table was uh, Jonathan Van- Jonathan Dockler, who plays under Art Vandelay. If you remember that name, he won the very opening event of this tournament, uh, and he finishes fourth. Also, uh, Scott Hempel, who won a bracelet uh, just the day before, ended up finishing seventh. So uh, good. So uh, players are doing well in droves. But not a lot of big names out there. Uh, Freddie Deeb was in this tournament, and he finished 207th. Uh, Negranu finished in 123rd. Our favorite, Upeshka da Silva. Finished there we go. <laughs> 50th place, and uh, Chris Mormon finished in 33rd. Uh, any idea what uh, Upeshka da Silva's uh, handle is on online? I, I, I don't <laughs> think I could even venture a guess here. What is it? It's Gomez Hamburg. <laughs> Unbelievable. Always good for a laugh. So he has the greatest, uh, doesn't have the greatest online name, but he has the greatest real name. So uh, we'll let him. Uh, let there him. you go. There you go. Uh, oh, Pat my goodness. That event and uh, a few more to come here. We got some stuff coming up in the next few days. Stuff kind of gets interesting as we move through. But uh, certainly we'll give you a little bit later on. We'll give you some of the upcoming events on the WSOP.com. Anyway. Uh, we'll head toward our first break here on the program. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Don't forget to follow us on uh, SoundCloud, on Spotify, and uh, subscribe to our uh, podcasts. Uh, give them a little uh, review and tell all your friends about it. There's places on both those sites to share them with your friends if you wish, and we would love to have you do that. Also, the Poker Fuse podcast page, the Hold'em Radio Network, and of course, uh, Poker Action Line website as well has some past shows on there as well if you want to listen to some previous stuff. Anyway, that's our first break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk a little more about what's happening in online poker and at the brick and mortars as the Borgata was the last Atlantic City casino to open. Uh, actually, they're opening this week, so they decided to hold off, but we'll talk a little bit about that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. 
This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to mooch off your friends. You gonna finish that grape? You mean the one in my mouth? You don't need to stop buying the necessities. What you're smelling is a natural musk. Ew. You don't need to be a medical test subject. How do you feel? Mostly okay. I... (laughs) Sometimes, though. (laughs) You don't need to get a second job as a stuntman. You just need an internet connection. Don't get left behind. Start your personal savings plan with the tips and tools on feedthepig.org. That way, you don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. All right, deal. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council. Big Dave and Joe here as we bring you another edition of Poker Action Line talking about the uh, GG Poker uh, section of the World Series of Poker Online Series. 85 tournaments in total, 31 by WSOP.com, 54 on GG Poker. There was a real funny uh, tweet today that I I looked at after this incident of the uh, site crashing, and they said, uh, we came up with a new logo for GG Poker. (laughs) <laughs> they, they took the old logo and it has the two G's with the gold and poker. And in place of the O, they have that little thing that you see on your screen when it's uh, searching and it's this little thing going around in a circle like that. Yeah. So that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, got a good laugh out of that. But I'll tell you what, though, Dave, uh, again, as bad as this looks and, and everything else, if they can pull off the rest of the tournament with no problems and, and you know, getting this resolved in the time frame that they put forth, you know, at the end of the, at the end of this thing, people say, yeah, there were some screw ups, but they, you know, they handled it the best way possible and in a right. timely fashion. So we're going to have to just wait and see. Yeah. Well, the one thing you have to look at is a lot of these people playing in this event might've had to travel to another country to play, whether it was Canada or Mexico or wherever they're going. So that's, uh, you know, maybe you had a very short window that you were just going to uh, the spot uh, to play, you know, the opener and then maybe coming back later in the event. But uh, the inconvenience is, is pretty severe. It is, but again, no different than if someone, you know, booked, fl- booked flights and um, booked flights and, um, you know, hotel rooms. And again, this is an online event and guess what? You know, it is what it is. You know, this is sort of like buyer beware, especially for the first time of doing something like this. Uh, Granted, they didn't anticipate as many people as they got and they didn't prepare for that. That's on them. But, you know, when, if, if most of these people in other countries have played in tournaments, 
you know, tournaments have been delayed. I don't know if you know how they, they used to do it. Some of them have the, the rulings in their sites, Dave. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. where, where some of them pick it up, you understand? They pick up the tournament and, uh, okay, a day later, whatever, the, you know, whenever, whenever it's possible. Others will take only six hours to, let's say, a whole day, a 24-hour period somewhere in between there. And if, it's, and if they can't properly fix it, they'll call the tournament at that point and they'll do equal distribution of cash, which is something that happened in, 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 in brick and mortar at the Borgatas, as a matter of fact, a few years ago, as we spoke about, you know, right, remember right. when they were down to 27? So I've been in tournaments where that has happened and I was extremely short stacked. And I was extremely ecstatic <laughs> that I got an equal share as the guy on top. But I've all, <laughs> but 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 the shoe has also been on the other foot, as they say. Where uh, I remember there was maybe about eighty people left, and I I was in the top five of, of chip stacks, and a very nice tournament. And sure enough, went down. And uh, the following day, you know. The 85 people split up whatever the top 85 prize pool was equally, whether you had $1 or, or, or $1 million, it didn't matter. So, well, Didn't you hear that that guy who was on top of that tournament when you got your uh, prize for being short stacked, uh, he's still trying to hunt you down. <laughs> there you go. Well, listen, he's he on me the other day not- to get an address for you. <laughs> tell him. Tell them, tell them, listen, not only me, but a lot of other people that were extremely short stacked. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Well, people, you might be wondering, I didn't cover that, but people will actually resume. And that's why I think they gave themselves an entire week. Some people are saying, why didn't they just start it tomorrow? Uh, you know, maybe they wanted to do a lot of testing and uh, maybe it would take some time to set up the extra bandwidth. But they will, everybody will be resuming the tournament with their current stack. And let me tell you something. I understand you could be inconvenienced. But let me tell you, to know it that in a week in advance, okay, that you've got a chance to make whatever it is in this tournament, knowing that the field is already limited, the price the prize pool has been set, the winning amounts of you know the the the, the prizes to the players have been set. You know, I I've also been and I'm trying to I don't actually I, I believe it was party poker at that time that something went down and. Got no notice. I mean, I stayed up good three, four, five hours because I was deep in the tournament. You know, uh, we were we were close to the bubble, but I had a very decent stack size, and it was a you know it's a big tournament, and a lot of people in it. And all of a sudden, you know, I said after four or five hours, I couldn't reach anybody because the phone wouldn't just get through. Uh, nothing was being put. In. It's like you said. We'll be returning shortly. We'll be returning shortly was the ongoing message that they kept telling all the players that were still alive in this tournament. Finally, I couldn't take it. I don't remember if I had to go to work, whatever the hell it was, but I went to bed because I always played late at night, Dave. And when I woke up the next day, they were down to the final two tables. I went to bed. I went to bed with about 300 people left. And when I woke up, I said, let me log on and see if they've put up any notice on this. What notice? They were just playing, and they were down to like 17 players. Did you still have a stack, or were you blinded No, no, no. I was obviously blinded out. Um, I looked where I finished, and uh, needless to say, people were pissed because that happened to them. I've won. I've actually won a tournament 
Okay, it wasn't it wasn't that many multi table that I waited it out knowing that they would start it and I was up against four other players. Put it this way. I was in fourth place. I eliminated two people and the third one was was I probably had about a 50 to 1 chip lead before he was able to rejoin the table. Wow. <laughs> because all you did was Raise the blind, raise the blind, raise the blind. And when you were the big blind, everyone folded to you. So boom, let's go. Let's move this bad boy along. Well, let's <laughs> let's let's imagine the uh, the frustration factor. I mean, if you were out in Vegas and they had to postpone a tournament for some reason, I don't know, maybe uh, Act, well, they some kind of terrorist attack yeah. or a power outage or something, you would be standing around commiserating with everybody, upset, uh, you know, looking for some kind of explanation from a live, uh, a live floor person here. You just, your screen went blank and they said five more minutes. And then they said 30 more minutes. And uh, you, you just don't know what exactly the problem is. Uh, and, but guess what? And, and I'm sure every single person that, has, that, that registered in that tournament has played online. And it sucks to say this, Dave, but these things happen. Obviously, when you're associated with the WSOP, you don't expect this to happen, and you expect a quick and you know swift uh, resolve to the problem. But guess what? It it happens. There's nothing. There's nothing you can do about it. There's literally nothing the players can do about it other than not play on the site anymore. And for me, again, frustrating. I guarantee you, we could run a show for ten hours talking to different people. And you're hearing incredible stories by, by them as to when the sites have gone down, they've been blinded out. Um, and guess what? Not to say that this isn't any different than when your internet goes down, which is another extremely frustrating scenario that occurs uh, quite too frequently when you're playing online. But, you know, the site should have been better prepared. And if you're upset as a player, then you haven't been playing a long enough time on, on the Internet to, right, right. <laughs> to make the statement there. Well, I wanted to review a, a story before this happened. Obviously, there was a lot of excitement. Uh, I don't think there's any way that they shouldn't anticipate this was going to be hot because uh, just one example was a story written by Yori Camp on uh, Poker News. She said she had, her story was 10 Reasons why the SOP online on GG Poker will be huge. And uh, here's some of the reasons. Uh, one reason was the main event offering the $25 million guarantee, which was really unprecedented for an online event. Uh, there were big guarantees across the board, including of this opener that was a $2 million guarantee for just $100. Uh, there's also later in the event a, a $1,500 buy-in millionaire maker, which has a $5 million guaranteed prize pool. So uh, eight tournaments in all with a million or more in guaranteed prize money. So those are things that attract people very quickly. Yes, it is. And here, just so I don't know how many tournaments they've already gotten off and what their numbers were with the, with the other ones that you mentioned with the guarantee. But think about it. They guaranteed $2 million here. The prize pool is two point five. Okay, so that means that they made close to four hundred thousand dollars just on this one tournament. That's yeah. why they, you know, you, you know, when you think about that, look at those numbers. Okay, and when you're making, oh, you know, four hundred thousand, half a million, whatever it is, 
granted, you know, you don't have to pay dealers. You don't have to play four people. <laughs> this is you, what you need is a lot of good IT people on hand for God forbid something like this happens. And um, again, learning experience, uh, you know, this would really suck. And once again, they may not be telling us the truth that it, it, that they didn't do anything wrong, that it could have been that DDoS attack that actually knocked it down because I guarantee you, we never, we never, the people that I worked with at that time never put forth that it was a hacker's job. You know, and again, not being an IT guy, I don't know how to properly phrase that, but, right, right. you know, they, we never let our clientele know, hey, that it was this. You, you, we know immediately. And the reason that people know about this is just people put it out there that they're being hacked and stuff like that. But most of the sites usually figure out a way to, um, you know, hey, I'm really sorry we're working on this. And that's when their top IT people start, you know, banging heads against whatever's attacked they're facing. So I'm sorry that it happened to, to yeah. all those people. But think about it, Dave. Hundred dollar buy in 29, uh, was it uh, 29,000? Players, yeah, exactly. I mean, think about that. That's that's very impressive. And if you take those numbers, what I found even more impressive was when they had the Colossus and they had like 21, 22, 23,000 uh, people in the brick and mortar over, over you know, a certain number of flights. Uh, that's pretty impressive, you know? Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. Listen, guys, it sucks, uh, but, you know, Bear with them is the only thing I can tell you. It's the first time yeah, something of this magnitude has been taken on. Let's go back to this article by Yori and uh, some other things that probably will still be to come. Uh, one of the great things she said, a reason it would be huge, is you could win a bracelet at home or just about almost anywhere. Uh, she says, imagine, uh, you know, in your underwear at home. And actually, she said baggy sweatpants. I'll, I'll change that for mine. Uh, your favorite, uh, your favorite lounge or with a laptop on the beach, you could win a bracelet. Uh, and then she's very prescient at the end of this and says, perhaps we'll see the first bracelet winner emerging from a Tijuana parking lot this summer. And there as, you go. Well, we already saw somebody emerging as out of a parking lot in New Jersey. Already, exactly. Right? It was the New Jersey Whole Foods that uh, Ryan uh, DePaulo won last week, uh, but she wrote this article ahead of that. Uh, anyway, another thing is you can win a bracelet for just $50. There's an event called the Big 50 this year, million-dollar guarantee. 50 bucks in a dream will get you a bracelet if you play it right. And I'll tell you what, Dave, this is going to be good. This is going to be good for for poker in the sense that um, I'm sorry. Let me let you. No, go ahead. All right. Um, was uh, my train of thought got lost there? Oh, people, other poker sites, obviously, that take international players and stuff like this are looking at this. I mean, we've talked over the years how some of these tournaments have been very big before, you know, Black Friday. Um, this will be a, a wake-up call to all these sites who in the very near future are probably going to try to plan something to, you know, uh, take advantage of the situation that's going on now and seeing how many, how many people are entering these things, which lets you know that there's so many people out there who, who want to continue to play poker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, another thing that she mentions, the one reason why the uh, WSOP GG Poker Online Series will be huge is you can compete for multiple bracelets at once. You know, much easier online to play in different events. Uh, she tells a story about how 
uh, Sean Deeb uh, can sometimes be seen at tournaments running back and forth between tournaments, but uh, for the most part, it's almost impossible live. Uh, so that's one of the good things as well. Yeah, I mean, there are quite a few advantages, uh, for, for especially for the top-notch players and this, these young poker players who, you know, grew up multi-tabling tables, you know, online. Uh, you know, this is wonderful for them. They've, they've got the skill level to, to succeed at, at doing that as opposed to a lot of other people who, who, who like myself and you. I, I, I've always mentioned if I'm playing two or three games is the max I've ever played, I'm going out of my mind trying to, <laughs> trying to play these games. And these young people play up to 15, 16 games online. So right. that's a huge that's a huge advantage for them. Um, Dave, I don't know. I, you know, again, you're, you're listing all the good things that people can get from this. So I hope that our, the listeners, if any of them are involved in this delay that they have, you know, take that into account. Yeah, I hope so too. Uh, also, one tie-in to this event that's uh, pretty unique is they have six different leaderboards involved with the event. They have a spin and gold leaderboard. Uh, they have a Pot Limit Omaha board for Pot Limit Omaha cash games connected with the tournament where you could win daily prizes up to $5,000 per day. Uh, there's an overall leaderboard also for a chance to win a buy-in to the main event. Uh, number seven on her list is you won't get DQ'd for pulling down your pants. <laughs> play in your underwear. You can play naked if you want. But, uh, of course, she's referring to Ken Strauss, who was uh, nicknamed the Naked Bandit last year after he pulled his pants down at the table, flipped his shoe on the table, and then later at night was arrested for going down to the Luxor and uh, dancing on top of one of the tables with pantsless. There you go. Uh, there's also a story about him. He got a final ruling on his case, so I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, there's also a client on GG Poker where you can buy and sell action. Uh, there's a staking feature that you can actually uh, access right online. Potential backers uh, can get involved in that. So uh, that's something new and different. Uh, the lowest tournament uh, to get into an SOP event is for a dollar eight. The WSOP Silk Road, it's called. Oh my God, dollar eight. Yeah. So there's lots of ways to satellite in. Uh, no matter what, she says it's still the World Series of Poker. So a bracelet's a bracelet, even if you you want it online instead of inside the the Rio. Yeah, but if I'm in charge of the WSOP and you know the prestige they've had for and just making this thing grow every single year, especially since 2003 when Moneymaker took down the main event. Um, I'd want to make sure that, you know, this hiccup that happened, it's a large hiccup that happened. Uh, not to say that there are no more hiccups happening, but that whatever hiccup comes up in the future is resolved in a very timely fashion for the players. Absolutely. And she lists three things that are not so great about the series. She said, first of all, it's not in Vegas. So you don't have all the shows and the restaurants and a wild strip. Of course, it's not happening there this year anyway, but uh, a lot of great things about Las Vegas that uh, you're missing out on. Also, no boisterous final table rail. One of the interesting aspects of the World Series of Poker every year is all the fans of the final table players. And finally, from a strategy standpoint, you can't pick up on live tells online like you can live. That, that is very true. Now, here's a thing I didn't even think about. Were people able to log in and be observers of tables? You know, imagine if Sounds I was like playing, 
yes, you know, imagine if I'm playing, I'm going to let you know, and a bunch of my, my, my closest friends know and family members so that they can all log in and, and see me playing uh, <laughs> online. So if they didn't take into account that those people are also taking up the, some of the, what, what you say, the bandwidth uh, for the servers. Right, right. So, um, yeah, you can't be there and hear them cheering behind you. But listen, I guarantee you a lot of these people have people on the phones or, you know, multiple phones. <laughs> and uh, Dave, I got this. What do you think? And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure that's going on a lot over there, you know. Well, incidentally, there was no event that today in GG Poker and uh, because they had planned to have the final tables for these two events that got postponed. And another reason, I guess, why they moved it off by a week. But tomorrow will be the $5,000 PLO Championship. Should be a very interesting event with a lot of big names. Uh, the Monster Stack is on the 25th of July. And a few other big tournaments coming up. There is a $1,000 short deck tournament. That is on August the 2nd. That millionaire maker with a $5 million guarantee, $1,500 buy-in, is also on August 2nd. And let's see, what else is coming up toward the end of, the, of August? We have the... Let's see. We have the uh, $5,000 six-handed championship, August the 11th. And we have another PLO tournament for $1,500 buy-in on the 16th and then on down through September 19th. Anyway, well, that's the schedule upcoming on GG Poker. Uh, we'll let you know what's still to come on WSOP.com as well. Uh, you were going to say something, Joe? Yeah, I was just going to say, you know what impressed me the most of all those things, uh, the different games that you just were mentioning? What's the short stack? Yeah. Because remember, these things have to be programmed. You know, that's a program that someone had to write, you know, right. with what are they re- taking out of it? Do two, three, four, and five. Uh, no, two, three, and four. Two, three, four, know. and five. Yeah, two, and three, four, five. And five. So, you know, you have to, you have to devise a, de- uh, uh, you know. A special for, program. Yeah. For 36, for 36 cards. So, um, I don't, again, I'm not honest I, as much as I used to be, but, um you know, at least where I'm at now, I don't see any short stacks being offered. Yeah, if not, if I'm not mistaken, a straight uh, is uh, can be ace six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, you know, it it, it changes the dynamics of the game uh, with 36 cards. And again, it's nice to see that you know they thought of this in advance and actually had someone program the game to be able to be played there. So. That's actually, nice. Actually, I said, let me correct. Uh, I said September 19th. This goes on through September the 6th. So uh, okay. we'll keep an eye. Next week, we'll give you a few more events and some results. Uh, but I did want to get back to the story on uh, our pantsless naked bandit. Uh, he finally went to court and received two years probation after pleading guilty to terrorism charges, which is how they termed it. Uh, the unhinged tweets and his behavior at the tournament last year where he, uh, I guess he's a real Trumper, by the way, and uh, uh, talked about how uh, my friend at POTUS (laughs) (laughs) and talked about how he had a speech out there and he sent some of these uh, threats. Also, four days later, he made threats against the casino that banned him. And uh, so it wasn't just the one incident. It was several. And uh, he said he is working on his own mental health and apologized profusely for everything they gave him. He's 46 years old from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 
ordered to stay out of Clark County in uh, Las Vegas, uh, not to have any contact with the Vegas casinos and undergo regular mental health treatment. So uh, he's, okay, trying, well. he's trying to, uh, to uh, pay up for what he did within a lot of different ways. Well, listen, if, if, if he does suffer from some sort of, uh, you know, mental illness, um, yeah, I'm very sorry for him because uh, I've known people very close to me that have had issues like that. So, but if he was one of these people, like they say, that refuses to wear masks because it's unconstitutional uh, and he was using the, uh, the unconstitutional, I don't have to wear pants routine, that would be different. But yeah, uh, I'm glad that they resolved this. So. Okay, a couple other things to talk about when we return. Uh, you're listening to Poker Action Line, and uh, we come to you every week, uh, not always on the same day, so you have to check the schedule. Last week, uh, we were a little later in the week, so um, we hope you'll pick us up right away, send out uh, some communications via social media to let you know when we're posted, and uh, we will be rolling into the fall season here. Hopefully, things will get better coronavirus-wise, and we can get back to some serious live poker and tournament play all over the United States and actually all over the world as well. We'll be back with more of the show when we return. Poker Action Line, we'll be right back. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach, but what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky, the eaters of men. Cannibals. Firelight glistened on the royal bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. 
Only one thought gave him courage as he ran. His canoe ready and waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. Final segment of the program, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. We bring another edition of Poker Action Line. And before we get back to uh, the WSOP Online, talk a little bit more about what's happening uh, in the upcoming week in Las Vegas or out of Las Vegas, uh, basically New Jersey and, and uh, Nevada. Uh, Joe, tell us a little bit about uh, what you're hearing about the South Florida business. Now, we are waiting uh, for what they're going to decide, whether Francis Suarez, uh, the mayor of the city of Miami, and uh, uh, Carlos Jimenez, the mayor of Dade County, is going to kind of change things as far as uh, lockdowns are concerned. We, there's a lot of rumors that as the numbers continue to be bad in, in South Florida, especially Dade County, that there's a chance they could go back to a lockdown. We already know that the casinos were closed down in Dade County, and you are kind of uh, out of work right now as far as uh, yep. your floor uh, experience on the casino floor. Um, any rumors as to whether the casino would open but not the poker rooms, uh, or what will happen there? Are to they be tied honest, to, well, no, they're, they're, not tied, they're not tied together per se. Uh, because the casino was open for t- over two weeks before the poker rooms opened up. Uh, unfortunately for us, it was a very short one week. Of the it was only a week, huh? open. I was wondering yeah, was only, We opened on a Friday, and the following Friday at midnight, you know, Thursday into Friday, we were, we were all down again. So uh, as we know here in South Florida, some of the people in Broward still haven't opened up their poker rooms. Uh, Dave, the big problem there is uh, the handling of, of the chips, um, you know, uh, the, what you had, the process you got to go through to sanitize them, um, you know, what you're losing in revenue because some of the places would go into $3 max rate. Um, people out there don't realize, and, you know, and I'm not just saying because I'm on the other side of the fence, you know, I've been a player and, and obviously I've, I've I've been a poker director, manager, whatever you want to call me. I've trained people in this industry. And it's very hard. People need to know how to appreciate the casinos that run these poker rooms, uh, especially ones that have machines, slot machines, and other table games. It's a, it's, it's a labor of love that they allow us to do this because it doesn't generate anywhere near the income uh, revenue that they get from other sources in the casino. Granted, when you have events like a WSOP where it brings in hundreds of thousands of, of additional people who would normally not be there, yes, you know, uh, restaurants, uh, Uber drivers, taxis, you know, all the other venues that, that, that are out there in the city and helps the, the city thrive. But in general, poker players want as much as they can get, okay, for as little, for as little time in you know for as little money as possible or effort to be put in there and um down here where we do have the machines you could take your time because even the most successful rooms down here in south florida at which which are two of our competitors 
you know, they, they really do very beautiful, you know, extremely impressive numbers. Um, it pales in comparison to what the slot machines make for them. Right. So, so, and since we're not holding any tournaments where we might attract 3000 people to the casino, you know, it, it's a little harder thing to look at, you know, and, and it, you know, I hate to say that, but you know, people really need to sometimes think about that to appreciate playing poker because if, because if they were to take this all away, Dave, we're back to playing in, uh, you know, uh, behind pool halls, <laughs> yeah. people's basements, you, you know, I'm, I'm making fun here, but it's, it's back to where, you know, you don't have the setting, the safety peace of mind that you get in a casino as opposed to playing, you know, where I've always played, which is, you know, uh, at people's homes. So it's yeah. just, it's, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. Um, you know, you just do the best with what you have to work with and hope that, uh, you know, that's going to be good enough. It is not always is, uh, but, uh, you know, you do your best. Well, and let me tell you something again, I, I, unless it's changed in the last, I haven't checked in the last day or two, but unless that's changed two poker rooms in, in Broward have not opened. They are also now not on a complete lockdown like we are in Miami Dade, but they do have time restrictions. So now some of their hours are being limited. Um, it, it's very interesting. You know, uh, I honestly believe that, you know, down here, uh, the smaller rooms like, like, like the one that I work at and then Dania where you work at that, you know, has a beautiful room, but just doesn't draw as many people as it should, um, are, might be in danger, Dave, you know, they, they may not want to go forward with, with that. I have not heard anything about that. It's just what we have to go through in today's day and age to keep that game going may not be worth all the trouble that, that we're going through. And I've tried to relay this message to our employees who started with, Oh my God, you guys got to do this and we got to do that. And I'm like, you have a job and you're still earning decent money. So, so uh, let's hope that the players and, and the employees follow suit and try to help this out because that industry is more for the players and the employees than it is for the casino itself. At, at least that's how I look at it. Yeah. Well, I've been staying home mostly. I don't live the lifestyle that I used to stay out uh, late at night and go down to South Beach and hang out. Uh, but let me ask you, since you're in date and you talk with a lot of people and friends, what's been the response to an 8 at 8 p.m. curfew down there? Um, well, I again, <laughs> I I don't know how they're going to go through this again. I mean, I have I had to step out of the house for a little bit last night at around ten o'clock, and I had totally forgotten that we were on that lock, you know, on that scenario. And luckily, I didn't get, you know, I don't see police officers stopping people where I live. You, you know, you shouldn't be walking around the streets late at night because there's like nothing for you to do. This is a very residential area. Um, South Beach is where 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 this really makes an effect. South Beach, Winwood area, downtown, Brickell area, where they have the restaurants and some of the you know some of the venues uh, for for the music and everything else. And um, they're going to have an interesting time, Dave. I mean, they've they've brought on Miami the Miami Beach department is not. I don't want to say getting overwhelmed, but because of all the hours that they have to put in and people's days off and vacation right. time has been, has been cut short. 
they've had to allow police officers from uh, doing off-duty from some of the other ones like uh, the Miami-Dade police officers. Uh, I'm sure Miami police officers may be used down there. So, you know, it's, it's, it's an effort by all of them, but Miami Beach is putting the, the bill for, for these officers uh, that they have to hire extra in South Beach. And I don't know, you know, you, 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 you're seeing a lot of things down there. They're getting frustrated. And this is all with the youth. You know, they've come down here from different places of the country to enjoy themselves and closing down the beaches, the restaurants. Uh, restaurants in South Beach are only open for takeout, you know, right, right. Or, for deli- or even not even takeout, for delivery. So the only person being able to go there is either an Uber Eats driver or somebody from DoorDash, you know, Whatever services are delivering food to people are going to be the only ones that are allowed to go there yes. after eight o'clock. Well, um, just got to put up with it, I guess. What, what, what more can you say? I mean, uh, we're, when they say we're all in this together, it seems a little trite at this point. But, uh, you know, we all got our certain problems, whether it's a uh, lack of funds coming in from your job or uh you know, seeing a business that uh, you don't know if it's going to stand on all four legs uh, in another week. You're right. There's a great restaurant down here in uh, the Gables, Dave, called called Ordnique's. Uh, at really outstanding restaurant. Uh, oh, the Jamaican restaurant. Yeah, but it's it's called Ordnique's and Ort- they, Ortonique you know, on the mile. Uh, yes, on the mile exactly, and. Um, a Jamaican woman owns that, I think. Well, whatever it is, she. It's, I've eaten there a few times. Um, my friend Paul's wife loves that place. A lot of other friends of mine. And they just posted that they had to close, that they're going to close their doors. Uh, for because good? Of, yeah, well, for good for now. You know, I guess whatever lease agreement they had, they made, you know, obviously without income coming in, they couldn't honor their rent. Um, it looks like they didn't want to close. Uh, and, the, and whoever the owner is wrote a very beautifully worded, uh, you know, uh, uh, letter to her, her guests. And um, it seemed like at the very end that if this is taken care of sooner rather than later, uh, they will try to make a comeback somewhere. Obviously, it won't be where they're at now. Yeah. Well, you need an owner of your building to be uh, to be uh, nice with you about the rent, uh, you know, and maybe down the road, not not make you have to pay uh, rents that you missed. Exactly, but unfortunately, you know, on the mile, as you well know, down here, it's a very popular, you know, area to walk up and down, right. and um, you know. If the restaurant ain't paying you and somebody else is because certain parts of the economy have opened up, you know, the big danger down here, Dave, is 8 p.m. curfew. But if they start shutting down businesses again, like they did, you know, four months ago, three months ago, uh, you know, that that's going to definitely be the nail in the coffin for for a very large percentage yeah. of business. Well, hey, except, are- for, except for the oily, oily birds. They, yeah. uh, they don't even start eating till after eight o'clock in most places. That's so it. Cuts off the, tr- the the top part of your business. Anyway, we're running out of time here on the show. Uh, thanks for being with us tonight. I do want to mention a couple of things before we go. Uh, one, upcoming events on WSOP.com. They are now entering the final days of their event. Uh, toward the end, two important tournaments, the Omaha 8 six max event thousand dollar buy-in is on tuesday july the 28th and then on july the 30th which is uh 
a Thursday at noon, Vegas time, the seniors event, $500 buy-in this year. So those are the two main ones still to come on their uh, limited schedule. 31 events in all, and uh, I think 19 are in the books right now. So uh, we'll give you more results and stuff next week. Talk a little bit more about the latest happening uh, in some news out of uh, the brick-and-mortar scene out there in Vegas. Uh, sale was completed uh, of... Uh, of the El Dorado buying Caesars, the entire Caesars company, $17 million price tag, and they closed the deal. And uh, we'll see what happens and how that affects business out there, including the World Series of Poker, which has been out of Caesars property all these years. That's going to do it for the show. Joe, thank you very much uh, for everything. Joe Costello, thank you as well. We appreciate all the help and getting us on. We'll be back next week with another edition of the show, your Poker Action Line. Pick us up on the Hold'em Radio Network, on the Poker Fuse podcast page, uh, a lot of other places to catch the show, including Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. So uh, all these places are where you need to uh, check us out. You can go to our website and pick up some past shows on uh, PokerActionLine.com. And we'll try to bring you a lot of good shows here as we head into the fall. It's different and a bit of a struggle, I have to admit. But we're getting it done, and uh, you know, as long as we can keep Joe awake, we'll get we'll get things going. That'll work, baby. There you go. <laughs> That's going to do listen, it. We'll get I, you. Go ahead. I I need a disciplined schedule, or else or else I'm worse than a five year old kid. So. Well, we are jumping around a little bit. I have to admit. That's going to do it. We'll catch you next week in another edition of Poker Action Live. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies. 